Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 115. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm really excited to be talking to a special guest who's calling in all the way from Singapore, Jan Rambusik. Jan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Jan, I'm totally ready, Mark. All right. It's great to have you here. Artist Jan Rombosik uses digital imagery to create wonderful artwork. As a founder of Playground Studio, he's collaborated on a number of assignments and digital solutions for his many clients. He also is behind Virtual Rig Studio, the motion blur simulation software that's become popular among all the big names in the automotive industry. Jan's latest collaboration, the Silver Arrows Project, is a combination of staged photography, advanced 3D graphics, and state-of-the-art computer imagery that brought back the life of the legendary race cars of the 1934 through 1939 racing period. A film fan since childhood, Jan will soon be announcing a new exciting project. So, Jan, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your history, your career, your passion for automobiles, and a little bit about the Silver Arrows Project? Okay, Mark. First of all, thank you for for inviting. You're welcome. A little bit about the history. I started when I was 11 or 12. I saw a movie, Star Wars, or uh-huh. basically everyone does. <laughs> sure. And and I decided I really need to to do this kind of stuff. So I started doing like a three D graphics and digital illustrations and stuff like that. And it turns out in when I was eighteen, so I moved to Prague and with my friend who was an architect, so we found our first company. And we did lots of things like architecture, three D post production and lots of things. Then I end up here with Silver Arrows. Now, Silver Arrows, I found you guys when I was in Monterey during the big Monterey Race Pebble Beach weekend last August. And you guys had a booth at Retro Auto. And what you're doing at Silver Arrows is really interesting. Perhaps you could explain a little bit to our listeners what it is you guys are doing on this project. Silver Arrows is um, is a recreation of 12 greatest moments from from the years 1934 to 1939 uh, from the pre-war Grand Prix racing. 
we basically looked at all the black and white images and all the, the videos that we could find. We discovered that there's not a lot of good resources and the images are not very good or they're just black and white. So we wanted to recreate these moments in in a color and in a very detailed pictures. We decided that we wanted to recreate everything in color and in a, a, a large scale so you can really see all, all the details. And uh, we, we actually we started with one picture which wasn't a silver arrows, it's called Blitz and Ben's car. And it was a picture of Bob Berman driving in Daytona Beach in nineteen eleven, setting up a new speed record uh, for many years. And we had a really good response from people to this image, so we come up with a much bigger project which was Silver Arrows. We had no idea how much work it's gonna be <laughs> and it just started growing and growing. And in the end, it took us more than two years to do that. But we couldn't go back. We just had to finish it. So after two and a half years, so we finally we finally finished it. And we had a first really big exhibition in, in Goodwood in Festival of Speed. And, and then we were bringing it over to, to Retro Auto in Pebble Beach. What was really interesting about those images to me is when I looked at them, I didn't know if they were actual scenes from the period or because they looked almost like color photographs but not color photo I you stood there and went what are these they're so interesting and and they really pulled you in to the shots because they look so real so crisp and clear can you explain a little bit of how you created these things how they came to be okay if this is what the pictures does so it's good this is exactly what we wanted people to think it shouldn't be like a real photograph, and it shouldn't be a painting. It should be something between. Mm-hmm. So we, what we did is that all the situations that you can see are real. It, it really happened. Everything what you see in the picture is exactly as it was eight years ago. But we're just looking at it from a different perspective. So there was like no way how we could use any of the actual black and white pictures and just colorize it. So we had to recreate everything. We, we basically built over 25 different cars, and we built like eight or nine different racetracks in computers. So everything what you see is, is generated by computer. And uh, then we're shooting real people. So we were on set on five different locations for, for five days. We had more than 50 people on sets, like over 200 costumes from 1930s. Wow. Uh, and we were shooting all the props and people that we are later integrated into the into the racetracks that we recreated in computers. Wow. Well, unless you have seen it, and we're going to talk a little bit later about where our listeners can go to see what you guys have created, could you explain to our listeners a little bit about the Silver Arrows, a little bit about the history, the vehicles, and, and what they were? Okay. Well, f- for me, the Silver Arrows cars, which was the Mercedes-Benz and Auto Union, were one of the greatest cars ever built not just technical-wise, but also design-wise. The cars look totally different. So, like, these cars were totally sci-fi cars that came from the moon. And in terms of aerodynamic and, and, and uh, technological progress that they made in these six, six years were just incredible. Uh, I think that these cars are, are one of the greatest cars ever built. Well, they're amazing vehicles, and the Auto Union and the Mercedes-Benz, I mean, these things had... 12-cylinder engines in them, they would go almost, what, 200 miles an hour? Yeah, over over 200 miles an hour. Yeah, and 
You think about that. Now, nowadays, race cars go that fast or faster. It doesn't seem like a big deal. But we're talking 70, 80 years ago on tires that I don't even know how the tires were engineered to stand to that kind of speed. What were the model cars that they were, were building back then? Auto Union. So they had a, it was a Type A. It was the Type B, Type C, and Type D. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz, it was the first one was W25 in 1934. Uh, then they come up with the, the new compressor version, which was W25K. Then it was uh, another one was W125, which was probably the most powerful car at that time because after this year, 1937, so they started like with all the limitations on engine size and everything. So then the power of the car just dropped down. Then it was W154 and w165 okay a name that a lot of our listeners will recognize han stuck one of the drivers of the auto union car i believe yeah auto union auto union yes that many people in ritzy i believe was another name if i my memory is serving me right probably the the, the most famous racing driver ever was Rudolf Caracciolo, mm-hmm. and, and then the, the other one was uh, Manfred von Brauschitz or Brent Rosemeyer, Dazio Nuvolari, Nuvolari a crazy yes. Italian guy. Yeah. yeah, some very brave gentlemen <laughs> to drive right. those vehicles as fast as they were. Now, I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to go to Jan's show notes page at carsyad.com and find the links that we're going to be posting there and take a look at what they're doing at the Silver Arrows Project. It's really fascinating, but as we move on here, Jan, I'd love to talk a little bit more about you and your life around cars and your passion. And I always like to start our talk with a success quote. And this is something that's been instrumental in forming your life and perhaps your success. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Jan, take the wheel. Okay. I was thinking a lot about this one, and I found, I think, really good one which was said by Mario Andretti. <laughs> uh, Great. Maybe I'm not the first one, right? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. If everything seems out of control, you're just not going fast enough. Uh, yes, I love that quote by Mario. It's a great one. And how have you incorporated that into your life and your business and your passion for cars? Well, I definitely want to speak about it later, but it's it's more about, for me, it's not it's not being happy with what, you're doing it's you know you just need to keep improving and nothing what you've done is good enough mm. so basically and i think that the, the silver rose project is the same i think it's it's good but i hope that the next project will be even better <laughs> always pushing the bar always putting right. putting things a little further yeah that's a great quote i love that quote in fact on the cars yeah website the subscribers can go and uh, sign up there and get a book that i created called a filler up book and it's a book filled with images of fuel fillers from historic, mostly historic cars, race cars. And it's also got a lot of quotes from famous people. And that quote by Mario is in that book because it's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> so um, I'm glad you chose that. You're the first one on Cars Yeah to pick that quote. Really? So Yes, you are. It's surprising. <laughs> well, I know. It is to me too, but uh, it's a great quote. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? I know you're a car guy. You've been passionate about cars your whole life. Is there a pivotal moment in your life that you can recall that you really knew you were a car guy? I think that it was when I was 17. Mm-hmm. I entered a competition by Peugeot in France mm-hmm. called Peugeot Concours Design. I think it was 2004. 
Oh, okay. The task was to design a future car. So I spent a couple of months by designing my future car. And it ended up that I, I got, I, I made it into the final, into the final list um, between like almost 4,000 designers from all over the world. Wow. So there was a really big success for me, especially when I was 17. Yeah. And all other designers were like 15 doing that all and the entire life. Mm-hmm. So I think this moment helped me really a lot. We, we got a lot of like media coverage and people were writing about it and so on. So um, this was the one that I started considering about doing uh, a car design. I went over to Italy, to Milan, to a design school, visiting this, the, the design school and so on. Um, however, in the end, I, I decided that I don't want to be a, a car designer. But I think that from that moment on, so I just ticked with the cars. And most of the stuff that I'm still doing is... Uh, related to cars a lot. Oh, what a fun project, and congratulations for what you did with that. My father, who's 82 years old now, entered a competition with General Motors like that when he was in high school, and he grew up in Texas in a small town and carved his design out of a block of balsa wood, and Mm -hmm. I still have it sitting here behind me. My desk, he gave it to me when I was a little boy, and um, I have a feeling it doesn't look quite like what you designed because things have changed a lot, of course. But uh, that was a pitiful moment, he said, in his life when it came to design. He became an architect, but he always loved cars. So that's fantastic. Jan, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and, and really crawl under the hood and maybe get our hands a little dirty here. But I would love for you to share a huge challenge or, or even maybe a failure that you faced in your career. More importantly, I'd love for you to tell us how you overcame that situation and what you learned from it. I think that the biggest challenge for me so far was exactly when I was 17 and I wasn't living in Prague. Uh, I was living in Pilsen and I had to, I decided that I want to move to Prague to, to start my company. So it wasn't easy to come to my parents telling them that I want to quit my school uh, and move somewhere and start doing something what they probably really didn't believe in. So that, that was it. How did that go for you? Because part <laughs> of the, you know, th- that is a tough thing. I, I have two children of my own. They're in 21 and 26 years old. And I'm trying to imagine if they came to me at 17 and said, Dad, I'm going to drop out of school and start my own business. My ears would certainly perk up. So obviously that was a challenge, but you went ahead and you did it. So what was motivating you at that time? I think it, it, it was really about the, the thing that I, I dreamed about doing in my future life um, just simply had nothing to do with any school that I could, you know, I could visit. Mm-hmm. So I knew that if I just, that the best thing I can do is just to move there and start doing what I want to do. This is the only way how I can learn it and how I can be good at it. Uh, so that's that's the way how I did it. And with, with my parents, it was... It was more about it. It was more like a deal. So I had to promise that I finished the school, mm-hmm. um, which I did in the end. Uh, I just I, I was visiting a school like uh, once a month for a couple of hours, and I did the final exams. So I, I finished um, I finished the school, and I could move on. So I was quite surprised because my parents were quite tough and strict. Mm-hmm. And when I came over to them saying that. This is what I want to do. And I, came, I remember that I came with a paper uh, and I had like a plus and minus why, why I should do that. So they just said, okay, go ahead. Um, 
they they probably knew there's nothing what they can do to stop me. <laughs> yeah. So, which yeah. I was I was really surprised, but I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah. Well, it was good that they uh, were behind you and supported you in that, even though maybe uh, part of them was scared. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story when you had a real aha moment in your career, a time when you realized that an idea or concept you had was, was going to make it and you were going down the right path. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. I think that it was with um, the Virtuix Studio software you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. And it was about five or six years ago. I'll just tell very quickly what the Virtuix Studio is. Yes, please. It's um, it's a specialized software which is used mostly by, by like a car companies. It allows you to, to generate a motion blur for static images. So basically, if you're if you're working on a campaign for a new car and you need to you know have some nice shots of the cars driving on the road and a movement, so there's only w- one way how to do that, and that's that you just you know, drill a hole into the car, mount a car rig on a car, and you shoot it together when it's actually moving. But it's very expensive. You have to travel with the car and so on. It's just, uh, you destroy the car most of the time. So um, it's not the best way how to do that. So we come up with an idea of, of just shooting the, the back plates static with the static car standing on the road and then adding this, this motion effect in a, in a post-production. There was a, some ways how to do that, but it was very limiting in a, in ways that the, the the road could be just straight. It couldn't be you know in a curve. Uh, so we come up with an with a solution, and we basically developed our own software uh, for us. And my first idea was that we want to use this software just for us because we you know, we're right next to Germany, so we wanted to compete with all the German companies. And so we wanted to have some some kind of tool that would be more advanced than what they have. But it really didn't work out. It's it's not about that. It's a tough business. So we couldn't get any jobs in Germany even if we had this specialized tool. So then I said, uh-huh. So we, we just reprogrammed the software and we started selling it. So we basically started selling it to our competitors. So and now like basically every single company, not only in Germany but in in, in Japan, Australia, Thailand, in US, UK, wherever. So they're using our software, and uh, so that was that was probably the, the the smartest thing I did so far in my in my business. Oh, it's wonderful! I love that. That is absolutely fantastic. And what was your proudest moment in your career? The Virtuix Studio is. Um, it was really good for contacts because we were able to meet lots of different people, like very professional car photographers, the car companies or production companies. So it was all about the cars. But probably the proudest business moment was was the Silver Arrows. I know it's not very strictly business, but it was probably the best moment ever when we had the first exhibition in, in Goodwood and Festival of Speed this year, because we're lucky to to be supported by Lord March. And we came over with a really big exhibition right in the middle of Goodwood. So we had a almost four, five meters wide print in the center. And so there was like lots of people coming. And for example, there was some, some lady just coming over and crying how much she likes that. Wow. Very cool. Well, for people that haven't seen it, when you see what 
what Jan and his team has created, you will cry. You'll be amazed because it is, it is absolutely fantastic. I can't even really describe it. You've got to just see it. Let's have a little fun here. What was your first really special car? And if you could share maybe a memory you had with that vehicle. Unfortunately, I'm too too young to have more special cars. <laughs> so um, so far, probably the the, the, the the special car I had was uh, a 911. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> that I actually sold yesterday. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> what kind of 911 was it? It was a um, yellow convertible 997. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice car. Well, that is a that is a pretty special first car. What did you like about that vehicle? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, re- I really liked, I really liked the, the design that hasn't changed for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. And there really is something behind it. Yeah, it's a very special car. They've been my favorite cars for a long, long time. And I just had Alois Roof on the show a few days ago, who you probably know from Germany, mm-hmm. who takes Porsches and uh, kind of tricks them out a little bit. <laughs> and a that's little. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But uh, a great car. And maybe this is the lead-up to the next question I have for you, Jan. What about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've sold that you wish you could have back? And since you just sold that car yesterday... <laughs> yeah, I would say it's the 911. The 911, yeah. Well, I understand. I've sold far too many that I wish I could have back, so I get it. Is there a current project that you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? It's actually a couple of projects. One of them is still Silver Arrows, because I think it's not like by that exhibition that I desired. It's not... It's not the end. It, it was actually by finishing the project. It, project it, it it all started, so we're still planning lots of other different exhibitions and events and stuff around Silveros. So it's there's still lots of work to do. Then there's another one I'd like to go on, uh, because everyone who participated on, on a project so he really enjoyed it. It was the way how to do something nice without. You know, having a client on the other side telling us how to do our job. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to, to, to go on and just I'm preparing a, another project that might be uh, like continuing of the Silver Arrows because we end up in, in 1939. So the, the next project might be starting in 1939 and ending at 1945. Okay. And it, it would be about um, the major air battles of the Second World War. So it's not strictly related to the cars, but it's still with the really nice machines and with the, with the aircrafts. Oh, yeah, that sounds fantastic. So the Spitfires and Mustangs and Messerschmitts and... Exactly. Yeah, oh. And so we would like to do, um, we would like to have a, a same approach, basically re- recreating all these planes and, and moments and locations in computers and recreating all the cars in a way that they really looked these 75 years ago mm-hmm. because most of the cars that was the, the biggest issue with silver arrows because all of the cars that they still exist so they're in a, in a in a much better shape than they actually were 80 years ago when they built them yes so there was like no way how to use the actual cars and this is the this is the same approach for the airplane project right wow right, right. oh that sounds exciting i can't wait for that one now here's a fun question for you jan if you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? So I, I'm thinking that I'm not really the fastest one in the projects that we are doing. 
probably also not the nicest one. Um, <laughs> we're also trying, you know, to deliver the best what we can. So the best car I could come up was maybe the old Mercedes-Benz G-Class. Yeah, kind of a workhorse. Right. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I like that. I always like to ask that question because it brings out a little bit of personality. So I appreciate that. All right, Jan, we're up to what I call the last lap. And since you've been around cars and race cars, you know what that means. One more lap around the track before the end. So pedal to the metal. And this is where I fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you buckled up and ready? Yes. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I think it was just don't drive too fast. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty safe. That sounds like something your mom probably said to you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, many times. Yeah, mine too. She still does today. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success so far? Yeah, I think it's related to, to the first quote that we're really trying to deliver the best we can. So you should just never be satisfied with anything you did so far. Yep, always pushing yourself. I like that. Do you have a resource that you would share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Maybe it's a website that you really enjoy or a blog that you get. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm reading a lot of the Petrolicious articles. Yeah, I love Petrolicious. I've had uh, Afshin Bania who founded that site. They've really done a fantastic job with that site. It's great. They were really interesting to interview on Cars, yeah. How about books? Is there a book that you've read in the past that you think our listeners would really enjoy? I just finished like a, a two weeks ago, so I finished a short book by Jeremy Clarkson, which is called I Know You Got Soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm familiar with that. Okay. Yeah, that's a great book. Yeah, he's he's funny. I love I love Top Gear. He's done some great writing in the past, too, so that's a great book. How about um, interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? I do lots of sports, mm-hmm. but in general, the work that I have and everything would be do. Um, like these projects so it's it's kind of a hobby for me so um and that that takes most of the most of my time sure and then it's definitely traveling oh okay i'll remind our listeners that you can find links to all these resources at carsyad.com slash jan rumbausik all right jan we're up to the checkered flag and this last question can be a real doozy for some people who love cars like i know you do if you could only have one collector car in your garage, and money is no object, today I'm going to buy you whatever you want in the world, what would that one car be and why? For me, this is totally clear. <laughs> okay. And it's, uh, it's a 1937 Auto Union Type-C in a special Avus Streamlight version. Ooh. And what is it about that car that you love so much? I think it, it's, it's just the design. If you look in, our, um, it's in one of our images in Avus 1947 uh, on a on a speed track. I really think that just the design of this car was so ahead back then, and it, even now it still would be. So this was just the the brilliant car. They are beautiful. Now, are there models of that car existing somewhere in a museum or a private collection? I don't believe there's any in private collection. There's one for sure in um in Audi Museum in, in Gostad. Okay. And have you seen it in person? For sure. For sure. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful car. Great, great choice. Jan, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. It's such an unusual venture that you and your team took on, but I really appreciate you taking the time for sharing your journey with me and, and calling in all the way from Singapore today. 
Could you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that auto union? Um, I think I'll, I'll repeat myself again, but it's still that nothing is good enough. Nothing is good enough. Always keep striving. Perseverance. I've heard that from many of my many of my uh, guests here on Cars. Yeah, now I understand the. Well, feeling. maybe there's something about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is. It's wonderful. And again, listeners, you can learn everything about the Silver Arrows Project at carsyad.com slash Jan Rambasik. Jan, I want to thank you for being so generous with your time today and your expertise and for sharing your unique experiences with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.